Welcome back to ESI Focus. I'm your host Adam Fitch and we're about to start another block of episodes focusing on a different area of esports. This time, however, after finishing apparel in the first four episodes, we're now moving on to facilities and venues in esports. We'll take the next four episodes to delve in depth, attacking um, the topic from different angles, starting today right here with Jason Lake, the founder and CEO of Complexity Gaming. Of course, owning owning the GameStop Performance Center right right on, on the campus of the Dallas Cowboys. It is fair to say that Complexity are, are taking things very seriously, especially on the player development front, and that can really be seen in their performance center. So Jason was kind enough to join me and really delve into the, the purpose behind the facility, what's at the facility, uh, the future of facilities perhaps, how how structured or how flexible the, the facility can be in terms of keeping up with everything that goes on, especially in an industry that changes so often. And especially on the player development front, we're finding things out quite often. Uh, it's, it's definitely not a done deal in terms of knowledge on, on player development, player performance and such, and how to optimize it. So it will be an ongoing project at the GameStop Performance Center. But I will not waste any more of your time. We will get straight into the episode. Thank you very much for, for tuning in to ESI Focus and come back each week, especially for the next three or four weeks, if you want to find out more about facilities and venues in esports. Thank you very much and enjoy. Hello everyone, welcome to ESI Focus. Today I'm joined by Jason Lake. First off, as I do with all podcasts, I just want to thank my guest. So Jason, thank you very much for taking the time to speak to me today. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. And uh, as I explained in the intro to this, which people will hear um, like post-production as such, we're going to focus on facilities, this time in esports, covering multiple angles. So we'll get the architecture and design front in another episode. But this one... I want to focus on Complexity Gaming's GameStop Performance Center, which, in in my opinion, people probably th- uh, agree and disagree, which which I like. But I, I think it's it's the best example of what an esports facility can be at the moment. Um, uh, wh- when did it even open, Jason? Because it is it, to me, it seems like six months ago, but I'm sure it's a lot longer ago <laughs> yeah. than now. You know, well, well, 2020 has been such a, a bizarre experience. You know, I think we're all losing track of time. We actually officially opened in May of 2019, so it's been just over a year. But of course, a, you know, a huge chunk of that year, we actually haven't been able to be in in the GameStop Performance Center. So. It's kind of bittersweet right now to build, uh, you know, such a great headquarters and then uh, not really be working there too much for six, eight months now. Oh, no, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been a weird time for everyone. And um, yeah, just, just have, having to go back to working from home instead of your flashy new center, you know. It, it's it, <laughs> no, it's like, be, damn. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty strange. It's, it's, but it's sitting there all shiny waiting for us as soon as this this thing's passed there we go and like when when did the idea come about to actually launch it because i know you've you've spoken on like esports 1.0 2.0 3.0 and such which i i imagine we'll get into a bit but um at what point did you think right we need uh this kind of cutting edge like forward thinking facility to house our players and operations and such it was really something i envisioned um you know, I guess probably around 2014, 2015, a lot of teams were starting to take on investment capital and, uh, you know, the business was growing incredibly quickly. So it became apparent to me that we needed to um, find the right partner to, to level up 
everything that we were doing at Complexity, not only for the opportunity side of the coin, but also just the survival side, the other side of the coin, because all our competitors were offering three, four, five X salaries that we were able to offer. Um, they, they were, you know, entering into endeavors that we simply didn't have the finances to be able to compete. So we knew we needed a corporate big brother. Um, we wanted to find the right group that shared a long-term vision uh, for success, which is something we've had a long time, probably because I'm the old man in the business. Um, so I started thinking, you know, I'm, I, I'm a person that tries to visualize things. Um, and I always visualize um, success. Yes, I, I visualize a lot of uh, like, okay, these are the 25 things that could go wrong. And here's how we will respond. But the vast majority of my time, I, I visualize success. So mm -hmm. as I'm visualizing the right partner and having capital to employ, I'm asking myself, what would I do? Some teams are just spending gigantic amounts on franchise fees or gigantic amounts on player salaries or, you know, each and every team needs to find their own path and, and, and do what's best for their own brand. But for us, I wanted to do something slightly different, um, albeit in the same vein, but slightly different. And I wanted to create a headquarters um, where we could all finally, after, you know, I guess it was 14 years in the business at the time, come together, be in the same rooms um, and develop a player first um, technology approach that closely mirrored professional sports. And as I started talking to Travis Goff, um, who, who's one of our owners, uh, about potentially partnering and, and receiving investment and, and, and moving forward in that light, um, that really resonated with him. And I think it resonated with uh, the Jones family, the owners of the Dallas Cowboys as well, because everything they do is first class. All their facilities are mind boggling. They spare no expense to really be at the cutting edge of technology and player care and, and just infrastructure. Um, and it's really inspiring. So it's funny when I first came to Dallas to meet with Stephen Jones, um, Jerry Jones's eldest son. Uh, I, you know, I came out and, and, and visited the facilities and I was so blown away. I was just like, I can't, I literally cannot picture anywhere else in the world that is better suited to build this next generation esports facility because they have these huge gym facilities. They have a, a health and nutrition giant cafeteria. Um, they've got a hotel across the street. They have a sports hospital on the property. They have a 12,000 seat indoor um, multi-use, like a football complex where a lot of different you know, concerts take place and rugby and all these different types of activities. So I'm like, all of this is all on our campus. And I'm like, you could plug in an esports facility, build it out to be as high tech as the rest of the property, really have a cutting edge lead in infrastructure um, and do something really special. And around this time, as I'm envisioning this, is, is when you mentioned earlier my esports 3.0 um, kind of synopsis came, and it's you know the super quick version. The esports one. This is a history of esports um, centered around the player, where it should be centered. Esports 1.0. Pro players lived in mom's basement. Um, they might see their teammates once or twice a year when they attend the, these rare LAN events, right? Mm -hmm. um, esports 2.0, we started taking things more seriously, and that was the dawn of the era of the Gamer House. Yeah. And we actually opened the first Gamer House in America, ironically, in Plano, Texas, just miles away from our new headquarters. 
um, back in 2005. Teams could live together, take training much more seriously. Um, the problem is, you know, we found out it's not always healthy to live with your coworkers. So team chemistry problems were constantly coming up because there was no privacy. There was there was no, um, you know, life balance. It was all about the team and you had no life. So in eSports 3.0, it's a simplistic um, moniker for the next generation of proper training where you treat eSports athletes very similar to how you treat professional sports athletes like the ones in the Dallas Cowboys. We provide uh, the gamers that live in Frisco with luxury apartments. Um, they get breakfast and lunch five days a week, normally, not 2020, but five days a week um, at the Cowboys cafeteria where the meals are prepared um, by nutritionists, the same food the Cowboys players eat. They get free gym membership to this fantastic, gigantic gym on the property. They get um, physicals and preventative and reactive medical care at a sports hospital right on the property. Um, you know, and then they come over to the GameStop Performance Center, which we'll get into. Uh, and we put a tremendous amount of thought and, and energy into creating something that we feel is player centric and forward thinking and really focused on the balanced lifestyle of our players, whether it's their nutrition, it's their exercise, it's their mental state. Um, you know, is it ergonomic chairs? Is it the proper desk? Is it the proper lighting? Um, on and on and on the list kind of goes. Uh, the amount of time and energy we spent into developing this. So, you know, it, it started with a vision and, and it evolved as kind of a light bulb moment when I saw the Cowboys facility and I realized that if we're going to take this investment, we're going to take this partnership, we want to be forwardly, you know, looking with the with people that share our collective vision. This is the way to do it. And we're, we're pretty proud of what, what we've built and what we've accomplished so far, you know, barring 2020. And how much convincing did it take for you to say, look, we want this facility in, in your kind of campus, your area, like specifically for gamers? You know, I, I think they were right away aligned like, hey, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it right. They're big believers and build it and they will come. They're big believers in infrastructure. If you've ever been to AT&T Stadium or the Star, where our corporate campus, it's you can see that really quickly. I think their decision was more, um, is esports worth, you know, um, taking a gamble on with tens of millions of dollars is is esports going somewhere or is this just another flash in the pan entertainment product? Um, but once uh, I was able to kind of convince them and and they did a lot of homework on their own that hey you know what esports does seem to be real it does seem to have legs something that could last for generations um, this isn't some fly by night fad. Uh, once they became convinced in that, we had already established a relationship, and I think they had a lot of trust in our management team and, and our collective vision. Um, so, you know, building the headquarters and everything was kind of part of the plan, and uh, the, the support we've received here has been tremendous, and I couldn't be more grateful. No, that's awesome. And, and I want to kind of get into the purpose of it a little bit because it seems some organizations are splashing – uh, quite a lot of money on facilities are claiming so, like <clears throat> TSM, for example, saying 50 million here, but like <laughs> there's nothing nothing really to show at this point. And then like people behind the scenes tell me it's not even 50 mil anyway, so it's also kind of like, okay, what what's at play here? You can tell that um, with with your center is different. Like you, you unveiled that it, it's here. Like you haven't like boasted about the money it cost or if anything, if anything, you've let like the rooms and the sponsors and, and, and kind of just the entire facility kind of speak for itself, I, I find. Um, so, yeah. so would you say like the, the, the performance center 
is multi-purpose in that it's not necessarily just to increase and optimize the performance of players, but also to house operations and everything complexity yep. related. Yeah, I mean, in my opinion, we have one of, if not the best headquarters in global gaming. And if, as of course, as people dump 50 million here, 50 million there, you know, and in, in LA, the teams, you know, they, they, they spend a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, our, our path has always been slightly different, although, you know, aligned with their goals of success and building a multi-generational billion dollar sports property. Our headquarters, I think, is is pretty unique to date. Um, I think other people have, have seen it and are, are, you know, borrowing some of the ideas, which is great because the better the players are treated, the, the more community we engage with, the, the better the conditions for our employees, I think the better for the industry. You know, the GameStop Performance Center in the front it has a public area that is typically uh, open seven days a week where people can come in, sit down, play games. We have a giant video wall uh, where they can watch esports um, and, and we can host a lot of different types of events in there. Um, the it, We have advanced training rooms as soon as you go kind of back to the back of house that are designed to perfectly replicate what it's like to play on the stages of esports. We have Herman Miller chairs to make sure that they are sitting on the best products. Um, so this, they have proper spinal alignment. There, there's less torque in their elbows and wrists. Um, Sit-stand desks, of course. Um, the lighting system is completely programmable and computerized. So we can replicate any kind of lighting or flashing lights or strobes or anything that they might have to encounter in a large stadium environment. Each room has its own heating and air, which sounds simple. Um, but it's something I think a lot of people miss. If, if you're going to go to play in one environment, it might be known as ice cold. Another environment you know, might be known as the arena or the stadium is always super hot. So we can prepare in advance for the temperatures our players you know, are going to face. And uh, you know, we've just put a tremendous amount of work into it, even including the sound systems where we can pump in audience noise to make it more difficult to have communication and, and more perfectly replicate what it's like to play in a large stadium like Cologne or, or other places around the world. Once you get past those training rooms on, on the side, we have uh, what we call the decompression ports. It's just an area with natural, uh, real plants um, and comfortable lounge chairs uh, is kind of for your mental health. You can chill out and relax before or after practice. We even have a nap pod in there that looks like a big egg where you put on a headphone <laughs> and it tilts way back and you can close the top of the egg and, and take a nap in the middle of the day. Um, and How know, many times relaxing. do you use that in a day, Jason? Be honest. <laughs> People always ask me that and I don't think I've sat in the damn thing more than twice and it is both times for, <laughs> for pictures. <laughs> Understood. But our players are encouraged to because we we wanted a piece of the infrastructure to make a statement that we are intentional about our players' mental health. Um, of course, we have a, you know, a, a sports psych um, on staff that works with our players, but we wanted a piece of our infrastructure to say, hey, you walk in here, there's piano music playing, you can relax. We have a lot of recovery equipment um, from hyper ice and massaging tools and these huge leg boots that, that cover your whole legs and they squeeze your legs to better increase your circulation. I could go on and on and on. But the point being, hey, this is an area for you to rest, to recover, to 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 think about your mental health and and to make sure you're mentally prepared for the high stress environment of, of competition. Well, Once awesome. you 
once you move to the, the kind of the side of our decompression porch, and you can see all this on YouTube, um, we have a large classroom, which mimics how the, the Dallas Cowboys set up their classrooms with a gigantic video screen that's actually a touch screen. So when we watch our demos, the coach can write on the television, kind of like a huge iPad, and they can go to class properly instead of everyone being scrunched over one computer monitor trying to discuss strategies and things. We, we have a classroom. Next to that is the Cognition Lab. Um, or COG lab, we call it. And it is a lab that I could probably talk about for 45 minutes. <laughs> Simply put, it is a laboratory for studying the human mind and how it equates to performance in the area of gaming. Um, we have iPads that line the walls um, that study Twitch reaction speeds with a bunch of different software. Um, so you can measure how fast is a gamer outside of their individual game. Like if you're recruiting, how fast is this person? It's also a way to warm up your mind before you get into the server and before you get into your game. In traditional sports, people always warm up before they play. But in esports, we kind of sit down, maybe play a couple of rounds, just goofing off, and then we go live. That, that's, that's not what traditional sports has taught us. You want to warm up the synopsis in your mind. So this room which has a, a rubber floor in it for stretching and aerobics and things like that is all about looking towards the future of the mind and, and player um, care and, and, and player performance. Next to that, and I keep going, is the Herman Miller Innovation Lab. And simply put, this is a training room where we experiment with different kinds of furniture. Um, when we have hardware partners, they can send us hardware and our pro gamers will review those products and, and offer our partners feedback. Um, we can study everything from ergonomics to lighting to all, all these types of things. And we have a partnership with Herman Miller Furniture Company, which makes the best um, furniture. You were early on that wave, eh? And chairs. Yeah, yeah, we were really excited about that one. Of course, you can't forget about business and family. Um, we have the Miller Lite uh, Gamers Lounge, Players Lounge, which is a huge living room, basically the giant video wall where we can watch esports together. A little kitchenette there and coffee machine and everything. Um, and then you get in the back of the house, you've got conference rooms and then our area called the bullpen, which is where all the, you know, the, we joke, all the real work gets done, <laughs> paying the bills, booking the plane tickets, running accounting, running marketing, social media, content production. Uh, we have special bays that we built for our content team with obviously super high powered rigs. Um, but even the lines that connect those rigs to our main server are, are, you know, I call them laser lines. They're special fiber optic lines. So when they're working with massive video files, they don't waste time transferring those files to the main SSD server. So we put a ton of thought into the headquarters. We even have a battery backup system. If, if we get one of our Texas storms uh, while the guys are playing an online match and the power goes out, um, we don't even lose power in the training rooms, um, you know, we recently had it happen last week, and I think that our battery backup lasted for seven hours with, with uh, some Call of Duty teams competing. So, you know, we try to really think what can we do to build infrastructure, to build a headquarters that's forward thinking today, but remains forward thinking tomorrow, to always be on the cusp of innovation and player care and be really intentional with our money and our infrastructure to create a brand um, that can remain on the cutting edge. You know, as technology changes, as we learn more, as our studies with corporate partners and, and our hospital system partner um, continue to reveal more information, we wanted to build a headquarters 
where we could adopt that information and and put it into practice in the real world and not just be talking about things and blowing hot air. And that is the GameStop Performance Center in a nutshell. <laughs> well, it's, it's awesome, you know, because like, I, I'm not going to just throw shots at everyone, but you, you can tell not uh, each, like not every one of the facilities that's been built so far um, have like players in mind too much. It's... Uh, like Hundred Thieves, for example, you can you can tell that theirs is mainly for their staff. There's a nice area for the, for the gamers and such. Um, there's a really nice office for for Nadeshot, like easily the best <laughs> the best room in there. Yeah, um, it's cool. And and it looks cool for for YouTube, right? And obviously that's what they're about. But you kind of, in my opinion, like double down and really affirmed the fact that like um, player performance, player care. Is, is top of the list for yourself and hopefully as, as you say like you see in um, people taking cues from that um, hopefully that continues to be a thing yeah. especially what we've been seeing in, in CS and such with people taking breaks like mental health as well as physical yes. performance is becoming more part of the conversation so it seems like you were already attuned to that and, and, and ready to kind of tackle the problems that can come with just scrimming for 12 hours and, and not looking after yourself properly perhaps. Yeah, and I think, you know, we're one of the organizations that's leading a new push in that direction. Um, I've seen others do different en endeavors. Gen G's got a couple of programs that stand out um, about doing it, our business better and, you know, taking better care of our players, whether it be proper salaries and healthcare and 401ks and financial tutelage, whether it be proper nutrition and education there, whether it be you know, affording them more ergonomic chairs so they can play longer and be and be healthier and happier, whether it's focusing on mental health, um, whatever that might be. I mean, we certainly don't claim to be perfect in any of these things, but we're really trying. Mm -hmm. And I think we're raising awareness about these things. And I think we've put our money where our mouth is. We're continually learning. I never want to be like, we've got it sorted. That's not how I am. You never have it all figured out. You need to constantly be learning, constantly be adapting, constantly be moving forward. And it's really challenging building multi-million dollar infrastructure that enables you to do that. But I think we did a pretty good job. And I think for you know years into the future, we're going to be at the forefront of a lot of these topics. And we're really excited and, and proud to be where we are. Yeah, because I mean, like nobody really knows just yet, like what exactly um, a player is is putting themselves under if they play for eight to twelve hours a day, like in intense situations. You know, like um, the sports science is a thing, but like esports science <laughs> isn't necessarily a thing at this right. point. So, like, yeah, yeah like enabling um, the, the flexibility to to work around whatever then um, is found. And obviously, it seems like yeah. you'll probably be in a position to find a lot a lot of these things out. Um, you know, I'm a big oh. proponent of, of a balanced life. And whenever I talk to people about it, I always hold my hand up and make a circle, my hands up, make a circle. You have to have a balanced life. Okay. So now we're thinking about our players' privacy and private lives. They have their own apartments. They're not crammed in a gamer's house. We're thinking about their nutrition, right? We're thinking about their mental health, performance coaches, decompression portrait. We're thinking about their physical health, access to a sports therapy hospital for both preventative and reactive medical care, right? We're thinking about their finances um, with, you know, financial literacy education. Uh, we're, we're thinking about the player as a holistic individual. Um, now, not to sound too altruistic, like some, you know, halo wearing CEO, there are selfish motivations for this, right? 
healthier, happier players are going to play better and their careers are going to last longer. Mm -hmm. Not really rocket science. If I can do the right thing and it's actually really good for my business, why in the world, you know, wouldn't I do that? And, and that's what we're set out to do. If we can, if we could treat players better and reap ROI from those investments, it seems pretty logical. You know, the, the, the difference between winning and losing in, at the highest levels of esports is often a fraction of a second. If through all of these things, we can gain those fractions of a second, we're going to win more, we're going to get more sponsors, we're, you know, mm-hmm. the laundry list goes on, right? So it's not completely altruistic, but I'm always excited when I can do the right thing and it's also the right thing for business. And I think that's what we're on to. Yeah, for sure. And like, how, how have the players reacted? What's the feedback been back, uh, been from them? Because like Rush, like being part of Optic, obviously before like Optic's notorious for the, like, the gaming house era as well. Um, like, so this must be a very different environment for him and, and Blame F. Obviously, he obviously loves taking care of himself anyway, and and, and, yeah, yeah. and making sure it, he's it's always really fun. It's always really fun for us. We always have these big smiles on our faces when our gamers, first and foremost, come in. But sometimes we'll host boot camps and other teams will come in just to see their faces. They're just like blown away like just shell shock like their jaws are literally open as we give the tour and we explain the technology and where they can play what's going on um but our players specifically that engage in our program of of proper nutrition and medical care and mental health and and ergonomics all these things the, the feedback by far and away has been tremendous as you know Gamers are a varied bunch. We tend to be a little cynical. We tend to be a little rebellious. So we don't. Have, I can't say we have 100% buy-in on every part of the program because some people just don't like going to the gym. We're like, look, you have to go to the gym a couple of days a week. We don't care what you do, but you need to exercise. We want you to be healthy. And I want to go to the doctor. I feel fine. We're going to get you a physical. Well, I don't want to do that. That's stupid. You know. But for the most part, it's been a, a much higher percent of buy-in across the entire program than I had anticipated because I've been working with gamers for 17 years and I have a pretty good grasp on how they are and they can be a tenacious bunch. I expected more pushback than we get. People have really bought in. They want If they're going to devote this much time and energy of their lives to being successful, to being productive, be, to being the best gamer they can be, they're grateful that we've taken so much thought and energy and, and investment to create an atmosphere for them to do that. And the buy-in has been tremendous and uh, it definitely makes us smile um, to see them adopt the programs that we're, you know, always, always building on. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. I think the fact that you've shown such commitment, like with building the center, it probably makes it easier for, for buy-in if you didn't have um, like their, their best interests at heart across the board, like it would be easier for them to kind of say, ah, I'm not sure if this is, is the right thing. But if if you join a team and, and they've got this incredible center and they're saying, look, this is going to help you and it's going to help us. So like if you if you buy into it, like it's, it's only going to be good. Like I'm, I'm sure that that helps quite a bit. And like how, how have you seen an effect in, in like the, the staff at all? Is like pro- productivity increased or like chemistry been better? Obviously, it's a bit harder now with COVID still still going on. Yeah but you did have some time in there. Yeah, you know, sometimes it's the simple things. Like while we were building the performance center, we had three um, small temporary offices um, that were chock full of people. And we would always just kind of chuckle how much we loved having conference rooms. Because 
when you're in these tiny little rented offices while you're building your big office, even getting together like 10 people for a meeting was such a pain in the ass. Sometimes yeah. we'd go sit out on the grass just because like we all want, we need all these people here, but there's nowhere to do it because we're so crammed in these offices. So, you know, again, like you said, setting aside 2020, just a face palm year. Um, it, it's been phenomenal to have the teams in the bullpen and in the conference rooms and able to collaborate so closely with the players. And on the campus also, there's lots of restaurants and steakhouses and there's a bar and pizza and sushi and ice cream and the list goes on and on and on. So it's a cool place to work. You can walk outside for lunch and go get, you know, a cornucopia of food or, or after work, you can walk over and get a beer and watch a game. Or We're not stuck behind a chain link fence in an industrial area like I think a lot of other teams have done for cost saving. We're in a really cool place that you'd like to hang out anyway. So I think, you know, the, the chemistry and the vibe and the unity of, of the front office staff has definitely been approved um, with the headquarters and it's a really fun place to work. And damn, we're really eager to get back to it. If, uh, if we can get past this COVID mess. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, would you say like the actual location, not just the center itself, but the location is really important. Obviously having access to, to everything you do through, through the Cowboys. But like, as, as you say, like having all these things on your doorstep, instead of just being in a, a remote area where it's the center and nothing else. Do you think that's like a big factor in, in it being a, a, a yeah, investment. I think so. I think so. There's only so many times you can order DoorDash. You know, it's nice to be able to walk out the door and go get ice cream on a Friday afternoon or grab pizza, you know, or whatever it might be, barbecue. You know, it's nice to have all those things right there in walking distance. You don't even need to get in your car and leave the property. And the and the area that we actually are, are lucky enough to work in, Frisco, Texas, is been one of the fastest growing areas in America for 10 straight years. It's quite a really interesting area of nonstop growth. And it's an exciting place. The whole place kind of has a cool vibe to it. And we're right in the heart. Um, so yeah, we're, we're, we're pretty blessed and, and feel pretty fortunate. Oh, that's, that's awesome. And um, when you were walking through like all, all of the rooms in, in the, in the center, it, it's it become pretty clear that, you have plenty of sponsors on board, right? And um, so, does it does that mean that the, the the GameStop Performance Center itself could end up being like profitable for complexity, or, or do you always expect it to kind of be like, no, this is the home of where things are going to happen? Like, it's a it's an expense that we need to take on and just just have, or do you think it could be uh, another stream of revenue for the organization? I mean, it really just depends on how you calculate um, the return on investment. Um, you know, it, we don't charge people to come in the public area and play. We want it to be a community center where people are comfortable and don't have to open their wallets. Like we have a merch wall. If you want to buy some merch, great. Um, are we ever going to move enough merch out of there to pay the rent? Hell no. <laughs> you know, um, but if you start looking at a bigger picture of, of better players, happier players, more success, um, the sophistication and professionalism that emanates from the headquarters when you bring in a corporate sponsor and sit down like we're not just playing games here like you know we do things differently the impact um that makes uh is really hard to quantify i i think it, it speaks volumes um when this is your home base versus some of our competitors i think it gives us a leg up and so overall 100 percent yes i think it's going to pay for itself in spades um but again it's kind of how you want to measure direct roi over versus overall roi mm -hmm. and so you say say you say is like herman miller 
and who who else is kind of involved in partners i'm not expecting you to reel them all off because i know there's quite a lot from <laughs> covering it through esports insider of course but like yeah just, we've just worked with a bunch and we're we're actually we're actually getting really close to announcing some some corporate collaborations and partnerships that center around more advances in health and wellness and, okay. and things like that that you're going to be seeing soon um, and I don't think we would have these partners without the GameStop Performance Center because it's a physical manifestation about how serious we are about this, about the processes that we put our players through to improve their lives and their mental health and their physical health. And I think when, when companies that work in that area come in and see what we're doing, they're really excited to be a part. So look for some uh, more announcements soon in that regard. Oh, that kills me inside not knowing. But uh, no doubt I'm going to do a little plug here. People will be able to read it on Esports Insider once it's been announced. So there you go. <laughs> that, that there makes you my go. boss happy. And hopefully it'll make you happy as well. We will provide coverage, of course. And um, so I want to talk about um, the, the partnership that you announced with We Are Nations a little bit for like the Performance Lab, I believe it's called. And and and, yes. and what you're doing there because um, personal on a personal basis, like the performance side of esports is fascinating to me. And it, and again, I think it's just a, it's a testament to to what you were building and, and what you have built. So if we could get um, just just a little rundown on what the performance lab is and why you chose nations and such, that'd be great. Yeah, we're big fans of, of the gang over at Nations, and you know they they came through a while back and you know heard much of what I've shared with your audience today and they were on board immediately. But rather than doing just a traditional merch where you slap your logo on it, we wanted to take it to the next level again, cutting edge innovation, constantly be pushing the boundaries. And uh, one of the cool things that we're going to be doing with them as was announced is the lab where we want to design, um, you know, and create different types of apparel. There's only so many inputs and so many things going on when you're sitting playing a game, right? Monitor, keyboard, or, you know, mouse controller, mm -hmm. chair, desk, lighting, whatever it is. But one of the things people often forget about are the clothes you're wearing. And if you've got to go through, you know, a grind of a day of gaming or whatever, all of a sudden you start realizing the clothes you're wearing, maybe they don't ventilate the best, or maybe it's not the best support in certain areas, or maybe your back is getting more sore than it should. So we asked ourselves and the folks at Nations, what can we do to uh, address a problem that's not even fully recognized by the community yet? And what products can we create to make gamers more comfortable, more healthy, more productive, and, and you know, headshot better in the server? Um, so that's an adventure that we've embarked upon with them, and we couldn't be more excited about it. I think when people see some of the products that we're eventually going to release, um, they'll be like, holy crap, why didn't anyone think of that before? And then it'll become the norm, right? Like we've seen this with different types of clothing and, you know, Under Armour did some things. And and uh, what's what's that other fitness brand? Uh, uh, the expensive fitness brand, you know, uh, gosh. Lululemon, oh, all right, you know, okay, they've, yeah. they, they've come out with different materials, right? And different workout things that a decade ago you didn't even see. And now you go to a gym, everybody's got them on because they're superior products for whatever activity you're, you're embarking on. So we believe we could do that with different materials, different designs. Um, of course, these things take time. You don't want to just slap up stupid things um, that are actually beneficial to the gamer. Uh, but we're committed to the process and discovering what those things are. And then hopefully we'll have some joint collaborations uh, where we can release some products where years down the line, it'll just be assumed that's what you're wearing. Because like, well, of course you're wearing that. It's the best. 
right? Yeah. And and that's what we're going to set out. So again, like I said, it's not just, oh, we'll put your logo on our jersey and they'll, they'll see it on stage. No, we want to do a deeper partnership. We want to do a more integrated partnership. We want to do something special that pushes the boundaries and with a focus on innovation. That's awesome. Well, um, I've spoken to Patrick dozens of times over the past couple of years. Love Patrick. I, I had him on the on the podcast, Patrick Mahoney, I should uh, state for the people listening, um, the CEO of We Are Nations, had him on um, our, yeah, our, I think he was our very first um, guest actually for this podcast series. And um, oh, nice. afterwards and, and during other conversations, I've tried to get a little bit of information to see what the hell you guys are coming up with. Uh, you'll be you'll be happy to know I've I've have no idea. <laughs> I have zero idea, no matter how nice I am to him. So <laughs> he kills me inside. But um, no, he's he's keeping a very tight tight lip, very sealed, and I'm I'm really interested in it. I, I just think that there seems to be so many developments that can be made there, but I don't even know what they are yet because we're not at that point, as you say. But it will become the norm. Yeah no doubt a, a later point and so so we discussed like esports 1.0 2.0 have you got any yes. any foggiest idea of what 4.0 is like what's the next iteration of things like whether it comes to facilities or just how how you treat players and stuff in general or do you think we're just we're firmly in 3.0 and that's the best we can be in I, I haven't started to formulate my 4.0 vision, but I don't know if I want to get too much into it, you know, because I am in a competitive business. And, and if I share too much about where I would like to go, what I think the next steps in the evolution of esports are, then I'm showing my cards in a poker game. But yes, it's something I do think about. I'm tasked with thinking about higher level types of things in my position or in the organization. Um, I, I see a lot of um, needs in the global esports community, and I spend a lot of time thinking about how we can best address them from from where our brand is, and how we can add to the conversation and add to the evolution of esports. Um, so, like I said, when I was visioning 3.0, you know, years back, I'm definitely envisioning 4.0, and 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 have some tricks up my sleeve. But you're going to have to wait and see. Uh, there's a lot of wait and sees here, but I mean, I'd be remiss to not ask, even though I knew I was going to get nothing. Like, <laughs> no, no, yeah, great question, but you know, I got to dodge. Sorry. <laughs> I will, I will ask again in a couple of years, and um, there you go. We'll compare the answers and see, see if we go got any further along. But um, no matter what, what 4.0 is, and I'm not saying that just because um, I'm speaking to you right now. I, I firmly believe complexity will be at the forefront of that. I think it's been proven and, and proven again, reaffirmed uh, over the past couple of years. 100% and um, it's, it's an exciting time especially with with other organizations launching facilities and, and headquarters as well um, like Dignitas with Verizon for example I haven't seen theirs but, and I don't know how advanced it is and such but I'm um, just seeing like uh, organizations tackling things in their own way it could and should realistically lead to a better vision of what things can be overall because everyone will have their own ideas of course and their own way of implementing them yeah. so hopefully yeah, collectively sure. esports will be pushed forward through the GameStop Performance Center through the Cash App Compound all of the different names that I'm not going to reel off uh, and one day we'll yeah. see TSM's 50 million investment and I'm sure that'll change the game completely <laughs> I would imagine it should be a game changer that's a tremendous amount of money I wish them the best that's what I'm thinking, and I'm, I'm, I mean, if they don't, if they haven't actually spent that fifty million, then I'm happy to to take it and not say anything. <laughs> um, so they can still say fifty million. You know, if they need fifty million gone out of the bank account, then uh, <laughs> they can they can reach out to me. I want to make that yeah. very clear right now. 
But um, yeah. I won't take up your time any longer. I, 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 you've given us a great rundown of, of the facility, and I'm interested to see how, um, like, how it's iterated over the years. You know, how it adapts to whatever comes out next, what you find, and and other players in the industry. And and I just want to say thank you very much for taking the time. And, and if you want to plug yourself, complexity, your stream, whatever it may be, now is your time to do so. All yours. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I really do appreciate it. Obviously, um, your listeners can check out Complexity on YouTube, and we have a new Counter-Strike channel. And uh, we had a series about the headquarters um, called Groundbreaking, where we documented the journey of building the headquarters. So if people want to really see more and, and see some of the things I was just talking about, definitely head over to our YouTube. And, of course, we appreciate the support of GameStop, our, our naming rights partner. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a fun journey. And, you know, as I get older, I definitely need to work harder on constantly reminding myself where you're always learning. You, you can't stay stuck. You always have to be looking for the next thing. You always have to realize with humility that you don't know it all, not even close. What else can I learn today? What else can I learn tomorrow? And how can I bring that to, you know, complexity and, and what we're doing? And I think most of the people um, that follow us understand that and everyone that is part of our corporate family understands that and uh, we're excited about the next few years and appreciate anyone that wants to be a fan and join us for the ride that's amazing and, and i sincerely hope you all get to be back in the gamestop performance center before long uh COVID. Yeah, you and me both <laughs> yeah let's let's kick covid's ass and then get back to business you know that's that's, that, that's my hope you know so Thank you to everybody okay. at home. I assume you're at home. Hopefully you're not in the office right now. Uh, everyone at home for listening. Thank you again, Jason, for joining me. And I'll catch you next week on another episode of ESI Focus. Cheers.